Welcome to Necessity. I'm Marguerite Pierce. And I'm Lindsay Jackson. And today, ladies and gentlemen, Lindsay and I are going to talk about her experience as an author. Lindsay participated in a literary project with a handful of authors, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's called Passport to Self-Discovery. I really love this title. Um, And the subtitle is A Compilation of Life-Changing Travel Stories from Extraordinary Authors. Um, So I guess we'll just get right into it. Why this project? Like, how did this come up? Where did the opportunity come from? Well, um, there is a woman uh, by the name of Danita Austin, who I met over 10 years ago uh, through my ex. And she is she owns her own publishing company. Okay. And she reached out to me. And she's really about creating opportunities for people, clearly, because there's other collaborators on there. And she asked me if I wanted to take advantage of the opportunity to contribute to a book and be a co-author. Mm. So I was also in this place in my life where I wanted to just say yes and put my fears to the side. And though I was petrified... I parted my lips and said, yes, I'll I'll do it. Yeah, so you said, okay, I'm going to agree to this and then figure it out when the time comes. When the time comes. All right, so then you say yes, and then what what happens? Like, what's what's your process? Well, one, I remember (laughs) sitting there because I was in Georgia when she called me. It was around the 4th of July weekend, and I was at the pool, and I remember hitting the end button And telling my cousin, what the hell did I just say yes to? Oh, my goodness. What am I going to do? What am I going to write about? How am I going to do this? Because the focus is really about an experience you had while traveling that was life-changing, right? Or allowed you to learn about yourself. Okay. So I had to reflect on places I've been, the experiences that I had while there, and what I learned about myself. Now, I haven't been to that many places and haven't gone on that many trips. Um, So I was limited on what my options would be. So I was like, I could just make up a story. You know, don't authors do that? Um, But I wasn't asked to write a fiction story. So um, I went ahead and thought of the time that I went to Jamaica Mm-hmm. with my mom uh, okay. for the very first time and where I was in my life when I took that trip and the things that I learned while I was there. The people there are so um, humble, yeah, so honest, yep. um, and just so easy, you know, that everything is iry. It sounds so cliche. Right, but, but that's really, that's really right, the really, atmosphere and the vibe. Totally. That comes from that island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to go back. I've only been once. Um, oh, yeah, no, I love Jamaica. Yeah. But trying to figure out the story, and then I procrastinated. I mean, I waited till like, the last minute to... To, to put your chapter together? To put my chapter together. And then you had to, like, send in drafts, right, right? Right, So I would, like, send the draft in at the last minute. And I remember regretting it. Like, why did I wait so mm-hmm. long? What was I thinking? 
when will I get another opportunity like this? I'll let Danita down. Look at what she did for me. Mm-hmm. You know, all these feelings of guilt started right. to come in um, as I was procrastinating more um, and had already sent in my draft. And I remember working on it all day. I called out of work and everything, and I stayed home, and mm-hmm. I really put 110% into it because it was fear that was making me I was just about to say that, right, that you, you didn't want to put your story on the paper, so you just waited oh, to the waited, last waited, possible second. Waiting for, like, that it. email for her to say, you know what, we're not doing the book anymore, so don't worry about it. And then you were going to be like, oh, well. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but that email never came. It was more about emails that said... So where's your draft? Mm-hmm. Um, Holding you accountable. Exactly. Um, and I appreciated it. And it was like a whole um, community um, throughout that process. Um, but, yeah, so I even learned about myself through that process. Right. You know, that I really wait until the last minute when I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. When I have it in the bag, I'm planning and planning mm-hmm. and planning. Because you have that confidence. Correct. Right? But the thing about that is... Like this, this was new for you. Mm-hmm. You have never contributed to Ever. a book before. No. So it's just like we get, I feel like our minds trick us sometimes, like where there could be something that you're really good at. And like you said, like something you have in the bag and you, you, you step up to the plate and you prepared, you have a plan, you have an outline. You're like, I'm going to get this done. But when it comes to something that's less familiar, We hesitate, we procrastinate, and it's just like, well, hold up. Whatever you're good at, you weren't always good at. You started. You had to start from somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So to always, like, think about that in the back of your mind when you're experiencing, like, procrastination and waiting for that perfect moment, check out episode one. Um, (laughs) Because um, in actuality, it doesn't really exist. You just have to start where you are and keep going. And then you can make adjustments once you have something tangible to work with. Right. And that's what I was able to do after I made that first draft. Exactly. It was like, okay, they already have the story. Now let me finish it. Like finish it and tighten it up and clean it up um, and make it really authentic and mine mm-hmm. um, and I was able to do that mm-hmm. and felt really good about what I sent in. And so what I guess what were you most fearful of like about the story about your chapter if there was one thing? Um, people knowing of um, a weak moment in my life um, and the truth behind a lie that I told mm. um, coming out. Mm. So I was really hesitant about that, but I knew that, like Brene Brown, really talks about vulnerability, vulnerability. and and how that is that. life changing. Yeah, and again, where I was in my life and what I wanted to create for myself and really elevate, um, I put that put the truth, mm-hmm. you know, in there. Uh, so. But the story is this quick little piece because you have to read the book to get the rest, um, or read the chapter. Well, read all the chapters. I mean, read mine, of course, but there are other amazing stories in that book. Yes. Um, But back to my story. Um, (laughs) um, One night I was out with my ex and we had been out partying and drinking and we were kind of on and off for a little while. Mm -hmm. And during our off time, I knew that 
you know, they were dealing with someone else and, you know, doing their thing. Um, so I had that jealous streak in me. And after drinking, I uh, went through the person's phone mm-hmm. in the bathroom, like locked myself in the bathroom while they were like conked out on the bed, passed out mm-hmm. um, and went right in the bathroom and was just going through the phone. And I mean, I had to go to the bottom of the earth to find something because there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I went to a text that was from like a bazillion trillion years ago. And that was enough to like get me upset and give me something to be mad about and complain about. Um, anyway, got really upset and grabbed a glass jar to bang on the table, and when I banged the glass on the table, the glass went through my hand, and there I was with blood gushing out of my hand. Um, And so that happened, this injury to my hand happened because I couldn't control my temper and I was jealous, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But I think even more deep than that is that I created a situation to be jealous, to be angry, and then it put me in this predicament, right? Right, right. And then the stupid-ass lie that I told, I mean, oh, my goodness. I can't even believe that people believed the lie. It was so terrible. I lied and said that, you know, same night, same situation, out drinking, but I had flip-flops on, and then I was running at the train station, and I tripped and fell and landed on a piece of glass Uh, on my hand. So, I mean— that was That's intricate. It is. It's a lot of detail. I was really determined to cover any hole Mm. that could lead to the truth, Mm. cover any hole that would allow somebody to ask me another question. Mm. Instead, I'd rather look ridiculous for running at the train with flip-flops on than being somebody who couldn't control my temper, didn't make a good judgment, and caused injury to myself unintentionally, but, you know— I mean, I had to get surgery. We had to go now to the emergency room. This person that I was about to fuss and argue with, right, right? or was already fussing and arguing, we had to go to the emergency room. I could not move my index finger on my right hand. I mean, I was my brain was telling my finger, bend, bend. And that mm. little sucker would not move. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And what happened is the glass cut a tendon. Oh. And I had to get my tendon repaired. I had to get surgery. I had to go through physical therapy, learn how to use my hand again. It was ridiculous. But I learned so much about myself. Yeah. It's just like you you propelled yourself or you, you worked your emotional pain up to the point where it then resulted in physical pain. Crazy. Like for you to see it, right? And then I feel like as you as you're looking at your bleeding hand, the light bulb goes off to be like this other shit is stupid. stupid. Exactly. <laughs> because now your hand is all jacked up. In that moment, in that moment. I mean, till this day I reflect on that mm-hmm. and there's so much that I learned about myself. Um and I was in my 20s, yeah. you know, um when that happened. And you know, we do silly things in our 20s. Um but I learned enough that it created growth. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, you know, people are often scared of being vulnerable, just like you explained. And I'm not sure, I'm not sure where that connection of like being vulnerable means being weak or you're less than or some, 
negative connotation is around it because I think we learn the most from ourselves and from others when we're vulnerable, just like um, your story and like you call your chapter flow. How did you decide to title it flow? Because I learned that you have to just let life flow. Um, I mean, of course, be intentional, but just go with the flow, the waves of a life, the ups and downs, practice more acceptance because Mm -hmm. with that flow is acceptance that, you know, if, you know, there's contrast and I'm pushed in this different direction, that's okay. Flow with it, Mm -hmm. right? Because I'm still on my path, you know, it makes me think of this morning motivation. A girlfriend sent me, my friend Elena on, uh, you ever heard of Abraham Abraham Hicks? Mm, no, maybe it sounds vaguely familiar. Check but, her out on okay. YouTube. But anyway, she talks about even when things happen in contrast, that it still is keeping us on our path. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I flow in life. Just got to flow and practice more acceptance. And I'm even trying to teach Savannah that now about mm-hmm. acceptance because she has these little fits because she didn't get what she wanted and I gave her a no, right? Yeah. And it's like you have to accept it because you'll enjoy still. You'll be uncomfortable for a little while, but you'll still enjoy other moments and you miss moments being angry. Right. And I could be hard on myself about what I let happen to myself, what I caused to myself, uh, the emotions that I let take over. Um, or I can accept that and know that it taught me a lesson and is still keeping me on my path. Yeah, this is all making me think, um, you know, um, uh, last month or so I was at a Toastmasters meeting and one of the speakers was talking about pain Mm. and how as a society we we've gotten uncomfortable with pain and always want to rush through it or to get over it. And she made the point that pain, any type of pain, like emotional, physical, whatever, is trying to get your attention about yes. something. Yes. Like it, it, it's all, it's it's the universe is trying to draw your attention to something that you haven't given enough time to mm-hmm. reflect on or time to change or time to figure out. And so she always said she was like, yep. And then, you know, you you ignore it or you push past it. And then the next time the pain is worse and it just snowballs because you're not taking the appropriate time and the appropriate amount of thought or effort to change what is causing the pain. And so mm. it's just just really interesting. And she always said she would be like, it knocks you on your butt. (laughs) You still don't want to see like what, you know, the universe is trying to bring to your attention. Wow. That's so funny because there's this saying that sometimes God knocks you down to make you look up. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. also a part of that pain. It's like sometimes you have to go into this very painful place. Right. In order to access your strength, you know, to connect with your higher power, to self-discover. Right. Um, All of that happens through pain. My father once told me that, you know, anger can be your best friend because Mm -hmm. it teaches you so much about yourself. So don't be upset with yourself and disappointed because you got angry. Look for, you know, the lesson in that. Yeah. And just ways to to channel your anger so you're not hurting yourself and hurting other people. Right. right? Because that's not... Um, the outcome that we want. Right. And it's not healthy. See, right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
what else do you think we should know about the story or just your experience in general or the process? Mm. Well, one, I don't want to tell too much. Mm -hmm. No, but um, it's a good question. I will say this before you answer, or you, you don't even have to answer, but having read it, I can tell you guys that Lindsay does a really good job of telling this story and she comes across as very authentic and like the Lindsay that you hear on this podcast is the Lindsay that you'll see coming through in the pages. Jokes included. There are jokes. I'm going to go back and count them and then like I'll tell you guys how many there are that you can expect um, when we post this episode. Um, Because one one of the things that caught my eye right away, you said your your homegirl said that she was um, sick of your Eeyore shenanigans. That's the same girl who shared Abraham Hicks with me. That's Elena. I will never forget that. I like now. That's like going to be my go-to phrase. Thanks, Elena. Thank you. (laughs) Because I remember being in the car again. I was in this really funky place in my life and her and I would go out and we're riding in the car and I would just complain mm-hmm. whether if we were late it was like oh this is what's gonna happen oh we're gonna have to wait online oh I don't like the way my shoes look oh look at how my hair curled this way you know um anything that I could find I would make negative and Elena is this person who always finds balance who's looking for the opportunity creating the opportunity um and just kind of I don't know, provides this light and balance. Mm-hmm. And she's like, if you don't cut the stuff out, these Eeyore <laughs> shenanigans right. and cut the shits and go with the flow and really just enjoy it, come on, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. Right. Yeah. Right. You're just being total like Debbie Downer to the totally. max. Totally. To the max. Totally. You know what? And what's just coming to me is like, I think of, you know, the We Don't Cry, We Try episode yes. and Denisha and sharing that. You know, um, being negative and being nasty like that wasn't who she is. That's not who she was taught to be. Mm-hmm. And when I was in that place in my life, that's that wasn't who I knew to be. Right. But all the things that I was experiencing had created these other experiences, these other emotions and totally fogged my lens, mm-hmm. you know, where my perception right. was really off about things, um, really uh, often distorted, you know. Right. Things were not as bad as I was making them seem out to be because you I think sometimes we can get comfortable being the victim Mm -hmm. and being in that victim energy and wanting to validate it. So which is why you took the phone in the bathroom because you were like, I want to be upset. I need to find something to be upset about. And I don't care what it is. I don't care if this text message is 10, 20 years old. It's enough to feel to pour gasoline on my fire. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it's very true. And even as a, a, a victim, right, and not like a victim in the sense where we know like an attacker, Jack, right, 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 but more a victim to circumstances, yep. there's benefits for people who play the role of a victim, mm-hmm. right? One, people give you so much attention. So much. 
you know, and it's important, I think, for even us. I mean, now I'm in a healthier place, but to pay attention to the patterns of people who play victim. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm constantly jumping in and rescuing you constantly, Sorry. constantly, how am I getting you out of that victim state? Right. I'm not. I'm enabling it. Right. right? Um, so people who play that victim or often find themselves in that victim role will get the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, you also get excused out of things. Right. Oh, oh. you don't got to come to the party. Like, we because... understand because you're yeah. X, Y, and Z. Oh, it's all right for you to be a bitch right now mm-hmm. because I know you're going through some Something. stuff. Right. And, you know, these things have happened to you. Right. Yeah. We shouldn't be giving people passes to be jerks. Right. Right. Now, we can have some empathy See, and some right. compassion for circumstances that people are in and things that have happened to people. Um, but also still being accountable for our own energy and protecting mm-hmm. our own space. Um, and so I was just really in a icky, wonky place uh, in my life at that time. That's crazy. Okay. Um, so if people want to purchase a copy of the book, what should they do? Ah. <laughs> So we're going to, like, tell you, right, that though I come across as um, confident, Mm -hmm. um, strong, um, yeah, I'll leave it at those two, that there are some insecurities that I have and I often downplay uh, great things that happen for me. Mm. Um, and, and and this book is a great thing that has happened for me, um, to me. And um, this book is actually a little old, too. Like, I've, I don't even know what the copyright is on that. Um, I mean, but I remember writing it last year. Yeah. Wrote it last year, but still. Yeah. That that's, I haven't even, like, promoted it. Okay. But th- this is what we're doing now. We're moving you forward. Right, right, right. So when Margarita's over here asking me about where can people get the book, yes, you can get the book on Amazon. However, I am going to be selling books. So you can contact me at 1111 Coaching um, on Instagram. Um, or you can email me at our email at necessity podcast. Necessity the podcast, podcast at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yes. Um, and we can hook up and I can sell you the book. Yay. Yes. So, so we're going to buy the book to support Lindsay. Um, she did a really amazing job. And as she said at the start, there are really some other, um, amazing authors with amazing travel related and, and, uh, self-discovery related stories, um, that come with it. So definitely check it out and support. Yeah, I mean, I also want to do a plug for Danita Austin of Austin Inc. Studios. So please check her out. Also, she lives in California. Sweet, sweet soul. Um, She's a yoga uh, specialist. She's an author, bestseller. So she has a couple of books as well that she's also published on her own um, publishing company. And I also want to say that after doing this book, Mm -hmm. I've been inspired to actually, you know, write a book. And so what my goal is, is to write a book using my childhood journals um, and there'll be letters to my younger self and also letters that moms can use to really connect and understand the stages that their children, their daughters are going through at that time. Oh, I think that's a really awesome idea. Um, what's your goal to, to be done with it? 
I'm gonna mm. put you on the spot and put I you mean, on the spot. Damn, talk <laughs> about accountability. <laughs> Um, 2022, um, cause I have to go through and find all of those journals, which okay. are like in my mother's basement. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. To collect those fine yeah. stories that are appropriate and such. Got to look for the appropriate <laughs> stories. Um, <laughs> cause you know, in your journal, you write all the inappropriate <laughs> stuff. Right. That right? you can't say. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so 2022, that would be the goal. Yeah. Maybe another book is just all the inappropriate ones. Right, maybe. <laughs> yes, that's so funny. Oh, too funny. All right. Um, well, Lindsay, thank you for uh, sharing with us your your author experience and um, uh, your fears uh, about going through the process. Um, but I think um, you did a really good job and people will be inspired by your chapter. Well, thank you very much, Marguerite. All right. And now it's tea time. T is for transparency. Transparency and vulnerability both lead to self-discovery. E is for Eeyore. Check your inner Eeyore. How often are you playing victim to your circumstances? And A is for accountability. Anytime you're working on something important, get yourself accountability, buddy, to stay focused and grounded to reach your goals. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening, Lindsay, and walking us through uh, your process. Really appreciated it and enjoyed the conversation. So, folks, if you haven't already subscribed, please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram at N-E-C-E-S-S-I underscore T-E-A underscore podcast. Thanks for listening.